Hello, welcome back to Conversations with Al. This is our second episode and I am joined with the lovely Caroline today. And we're going to talk about some exciting topics about changing lives, kind of changing where we are and physically and moving to new places. So I'm so, so excited to welcome my dear Caroline here with me today. So hello and welcome. I'm so happy you are here for the second episode. Hi, thanks, Alex. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited that you're doing this. Thanks for thinking of me. Of course. So I originally was so excited to see that this was something on your little list of things you wanted to talk about, because I think that adjustments can be really, really difficult as I had just done a pretty big change for my own self and changing locations is really tough for me. I've only done it for college and then for this situation. So I've always been kind of near my parents and everyone I know, my friends and family. So it's interesting to kind of open up that conversation to see, first of all, what was the memory of the first time you left home and like kind of stemming from that. So do you remember the first memory of leaving home for the first time? One of the things the longest I went, so I know a lot of people go to sleepaway camps, but I never did that. Um, and I feel like that was a great way for people to get used to doing that when they were little, like Jake and like so many of my other friends were like, Oh yeah. Like fuck my parents. Um, whereas I haven't spent, like more than a week away from them until I think it, I was it was 14 and I did like a one week sleepaway camp crazy uh, and it was like a Christian thing uh, but honestly that I felt like wow I'm doing it I'm by myself so that was the first time I you know for a small period of time left home and you know got sure. a taste of that and then I I really think college was the the main one and. I was very like nerdy and rule followy in high school and there were people in my class they were like Caroline is the one who's going to go to college and get pregnant immediately because she's just going to go off the rails <laughs> not having any of this structure being around her parents mm -hmm. um and didn't get pregnant proud of myself um <laughs> I know I'm proud of you but too. but I um definitely did like reinvent myself a little bit from high school. People were like, oh my God, Caroline drinks now. I'm like, okay, I drank a little before. But um, but I feel like that was like the first foray into me, like going to college and to me, like figuring out actually who I am and not just like in the context of mm -hmm. my parents. Sure. Absolutely. And I think that idea of like reinvention is so interesting. And that's something that people feel sometimes pressure to do when they change life stages kind of. And I think while that's good and can open up for a lot of change, um, sometimes it's like really difficult to navigate that. So I wonder just when you moved to college, so for instance, for all the people who are listening, who don't know where you are, or where you live or anything like that, you moved to New Orleans from where were you before? Maryland. Delaware, not Delaware. Where were you? Maryland. Maryland. Close enough. Close enough. So Very close. Yeah. Maryland to New Orleans is a pretty big, a pretty big gap, um, pretty far away. So um, that is interesting to think about. Um, but yeah, so I think about that reinvention. Did you find that it was hard to kind of figure out your hobbies at school or like your niches or kind of like where you belong, that sense of belonging? Was it there or was it, did you have to kind of really reinvent that aspect of you? It was interesting because it was 
the same type of stuff I did in high school, but on a different level. So I am an acapella kid and I actually didn't get into my high school acapella group until my senior year. I was always in choir and like the magical choir too, but the acapella group in my high school was like super clicky and like senior year after I got a lead in the musical, they were like, okay, I know we've rejected you three times, but now we want you. Can you join? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I never really felt, I never, I, I was in that in high school, but I never really felt wanted there. Whereas when I got to college, I auditioned for an acapella group right away. I got in and like immediately had a group of people. And some of those people are still like my best friends to this day. And so that was yeah. kind of like nice to have that built in small community. And I also have like my floor, but honestly, you know, my first month at college, I, I don't know if you even know this, but like I had a major, major mental health crisis and like spent three days in the hospital. So oh, gosh, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I think it was, I, I think it was the fact that I was so nervous. I didn't really know who I was. And so I was trying to be, I don't know who I was trying to be, but so being so worried about whether people were liking me or not, or whether I was going to make new friends since I'd had my same best friend since kindergarten. I, I think like my anxiety reached a tipping point where then all my emotions shut off and I was just deeply depressed. And somehow I got myself back on track and I got back to school and everything was fine. But that was like a big wake up call for me. And I was like, I need to change, change my mindset and not put so much pressure on myself. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think that is honestly, unfortunately, very common with like big adjustments. I mean, I just had a similar situation where it was really, really mentally draining to do such a thing. And it, people don't really think about it so much. I think it is glamorized and romanticized of like going to college and all these things. And I think people don't really think about the actual like emotional changes that go on. Like, oh, I'm not going to be with those people, all the constants, all those things that have been in my life. That is a big shock, especially when you are just going to college. Um, but if it's okay with you, we can move on to the next part of life, which landed you in New York City, the Big Apple. So if you want to just kind of talk a little bit about that change, um, going kind of, you went home, you kind of had to figure out where you were going. Then you ended up in New York City. And for those who don't know, for all the listeners right now, I know Caroline because she used to be the roommate of Jake, who was our first guest. So that's how everything kind of um, melds together. Um, but that was really the best thing that's ever happened because we got to connect. So I'm really excited for that. But just to get back to the question, uh, kind of just what was your experience with now making the new change to New York? So... I had always thought I was going to go to New York, mainly because that's exactly what my mom did. She graduated from college. She got a job in New York. And so she used to take us up there every few months because she, her one compromise when she and my dad left New York was that she needed to get her hair cut there still. So she would go back every three months <laughs> on the train and take us up. So I always loved the city and I knew that I didn't want to be in politics and pretty much everybody in DC is it like a lobbyist, politics, whatever. So. I was like, okay, once I figured out I wanted to do advertising, New York felt like a no-brainer. Um, and I had a crazy, very whirlwind first few weeks there because I was in a job. I was living on an air mattress in my friend's mom's apartment. And then 
she told me a week later, okay, well, you need to leave now because she had originally told me I could be there for a month. And so I tried to, I had to scramble and find a roommate in one day on, uh, or like a sublet in one day on Facebook. And like in that gypsy housing Facebook group, I ended up moving to West Harlem. I had a few friends up there, but not a ton. I was living with two randos and um, I changed jobs in my first two weeks because I got another better offer. And I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't turn this down. And so it was like a bumpy takeoff there. And honestly, Mm -hmm. that, that was a college was like hard for the first month and then got way easier and was really fun. New York was like hard for the first year or two. I, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. My goodness. I didn't realize you were in West Harlem first, but it's good to see uh, how that led you to where you were. Um, I think some things that um, the constants so far with the two interviews that we've done are that you guys lived in New York City, which is basically the hub for culture and diversity and so much in the country. And I think um, I just wonder, um, because we are going to be talking in just a few minutes about that change that you have a big change right now that you can share with everybody. Um, But leading up to that, how do you think you were able to find that, like we kind of talked about with college, finding that group? I know you found some acapella groups and um, other ways to find your, your, your thing in New York. So I'm wondering, was it easy to do that in such a city? It was not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I think, like, mm. what everyone talks about is, like, oh, well, New York, there's so many people. Like, there's something for right. everyone, someone for everyone. Um, but, like, working is so different than college because you're with those people, especially pre-COVID, so many hours of the day. Especially I used to work late. And I had some friends who, they moved to New York. They loved their coworkers. They became friends with their coworkers and then their coworkers' friends. And they had one or two friends who had a friend from high school who were moving and then they all became a new friend group. But it kind of, how I felt when I came into New York is that the friends that I had, like already had solidified friend groups or they're just, they were one person and they didn't have any other friends either. So it wasn't this big web like I thought it was going to be. And even once you did meet new people and like, I would try to combine groups or like, oh, I'll invite my coworker to this thing. In a big city, I almost feel like people are less willing to take on randoms because it's like, I am I ever going to see you again? Whereas in college, it's like, oh, I should be nice to this person I'm meeting for the first time because I'll probably run into them at the local bar and then maybe we can be friends or maybe we'll have another mutual friend. But right. everyone feels so, like, independently isolated in New York. Like, you could never see someone again. So it, unless you really click with somebody, usually it's like, nice to meet you, bye. So the I think part of it is knowing, like, where to go to meet people who have the same mindset of wanting new friends. And, like, I think I was just barking up the wrong trees for too long. Like, my coworkers will be my friends if I wait long enough. And, like, yeah, I befriended some of them after – two years, but I was like, that's not, that's like, not what you want to do. And then, um, and I also should have just left that company. But um, 
<laughs> I also, when I first moved, when I also first moved to New York, I had a boyfriend, which I literally had no idea, like how much that was almost kind of holding me back from making like female friends or just like friends in general, because I didn't realize like how much of a bonding moment being single and being like, oh, you're dating, I'm dating. Because once I broke up with my boyfriend two years ago, which is crazy that it was two years ago, I was still in New York, but it felt like a completely different city because yeah. people at my new job, they were like, I'm single now. And like, oh, I'm going out. Or like, oh my God, are you on the app? Like, we should go out sometime. Going out became more than, than just like, oh, it'd be fun to go dance and talk to my friends. It's like, oh, now there's a mission behind it. So that almost right. like becomes Absolutely. a way to bond with people in and of itself. And like, also, I just like was so tunnel vision when I, when I was with him and I didn't, I didn't, there were people probably who I just didn't even think about as like, oh, that could be a potential friend. And also you're just spending more time with somebody else. So I, yeah. my New Year's resolution in this, my last year of being in New York was to make two new close friends. And I actually am proud of myself. I don't usually stick my, to my, to my New Year's resolutions, but I did. I became yeah. really close That's with awesome. my upstairs. Thank you. I was proud. I became friends <laughs> with my upstairs neighbor, Katie. She is a queen. Uh, and one of my coworkers, Sylvie. And like, I just was like, I almost like saw them. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be friends with them. And like, when I set my mind to that, yeah. How do you feel like when you, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get to this, but like being someone who is married, like moving to <laughs> new places, like do you bond with people who are married or does it really not impact things? Yeah, I think, well, it's also, I think just the situation. Um, so right now we're here, I'm in North Carolina for uh, my husband's grad school and he is um you know, he has all these, he has like a section and within that section, there's a lot of people who have spouses or significant others or people they're living with. And there's like kind of like a, a group of people that bond over that. So I have a bunch of built-in friends from there, which is really nice. And then I'm really, really pushing myself to make some friends at work. Um, similarly to you with that new year's resolution, I kind of have that resolution um, just in general of my time here in North Carolina, just to be really social and kind of outgoing in times that I don't feel that way. So I think that um, that's kind of what I would urge anyone making a big change to do. Um, I think it's going to be really hard um, if you don't really put yourself out there, um, which leads me to kind of what is happening now for you. So to backtrack a little bit, I remember just a few, I think it was a few months of time where you were kind of interviewing at different places. You didn't know what was going to happen. You kept telling us kind of snippets of, I got an interview here and I didn't get the second interview here. I got it here. And then I remember you were kind of waiting on this, this new, this new uh, job offer basically. And this was in Miami. So you are potentially going to move super far away from New York. So when you got that, and you're, I'm sure you can just like reiterate everything I'm saying, I remember you saying kind of like, it's an opportunity I can't pass up and I have to take this. And it is crazy, but I want this job. And I just, I have so many questions that have to do with this change. Um, but the first one that, that comes to mind is kind of 
how did you even consider applying to jobs so far away? Um, was it something that you were scared to do and you were just kind of pushing yourself or were you just going for the job and you didn't really care where it was? So it actually kind of was serendipity how it happened because I was not thinking about leaving New York. Like in my mind, my mental plan for myself mm -hmm. was like, okay, I'm going to live in New York, in New York City until I find women to marry. And then once I'm ready to have kids, we'll move out to the suburbs and done deal. But then um, wow. <laughs> I was applying it. I, I, I mean, I, I just had that in my head. I was like, yeah, what, what else did I do? Um, sure. And then I, and then I was applying to jobs in New York, but also ones elsewhere that allowed remote, because most places these days are saying like, yeah, you can work remotely. Like, and I was like, whatever. If the time zone is difficult, I don't care. Like, as long as I can be at a place that I'm really <laughs> yeah. excited about. Um, for the listeners, I'm in advertising. I'm a copywriter. Um, so it's so cool. a job that you don't have to be there in person. I mean, I've found since starting a new job that I've loved it being in person. And I didn't realize how much I missed it. But I was when I first reached out to this company, I fully was emailing them. I knew they didn't have a New York office, but I was like, oh, I mean, I'm sure they'll, if, they'll, if they want the best talent, they'll let people work remotely. Right. Uh, so I was in my first interview with the girl from HR and she was like, so by the way, this job is hybrid. So that does require coming to the office. Like, would you be open to relocation? And that moment was kind of a turning point for me. I was in the moment, all of a sudden I was like, I shouldn't say no to her. I should say yes, that I, I'm open to it. Even though I wasn't sure whether it was true or not. So I said, yes. And she's like, great. Are you sure? I was like, she was like, Oh, the people in the next round, they'll convince you. They love Miami. I was like, okay. Um, and so then I got off the phone with her. I was like, shit. This sounds like my dream <laughs> opportunity. I literally had like a whole crisis in the span of 10 minutes. I was like, could I really leave all these? Like I've worked, I worked so hard to build a community in New York right. and make it feel like home. And I was finally like, wow, I feel like I had the hang of this New York thing. And then I'm going to leave. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a fucking minute. The, this girl in my adult acapella group, which is another way I ended up making friends in New York, which was amazing. Um, she had just left to go do a year in France. And I remember what she did. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, this is the perfect time in our life to do that. And that's ultimately what I decided with Miami. I was like, when, what other time in my life I'm – I had just, my bestie Jake, who you spoke to in the first episode, had just moved in with his boyfriend. And so I wasn't like feeling like I was abandoning him. And everybody else, had, like, I knew they would miss me, but I knew they would be okay if I left. I didn't have anybody depending, no kids, no partner. So I was like, right. you know what? What if I just treat this as like study abroad, but maybe for one to three years. I mean, or longer. We'll see. That's the crazy thing. I really, Alice, I don't know. I don't, I'm really liking it so far. So it, it could be, could be longer. That's a long answer, but yeah. It's a great answer. I think it really taps on a lot of different mindsets that go into making a big decision like this. I think you had hesitation, you had um, fears, but at the same time you had excitement and, um, 
you felt like create it. Like you felt like this, I'm going to create something for my life right now. And that is this new chapter. And I think there's so much to be said about that. And I have a million questions, but to kind of hone in on a similar aspect of the cities that you lived in. So for instance, New Orleans, I think is, you know, has that culture. And I think there's so much to be said for that. And then New York has a deep culture as well. And so does Miami. So you keep moving to these like amazing culturally rich places. And so I kind of wonder how that's impacting your experience there. Um, is it, are you trying new foods? Are you meeting different types of people that you haven't met? Um, like just kind of what, what is it like moving to such a, a different location? That is a really good question because it is actually a lot more different than I was expecting, but in a great way. So I don't know how many people know this. I didn't, but I think 80% of the people in Miami speak Spanish and some, mm -hmm. Most are bilingual, but some only speak Spanish, and it's like just so normal. And uh, a lot of people are from South America, like a lot of people are from Cuba. Uh, so my first day here, I was in an Uber, and they started speaking to me in Spanish, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny. I didn't like think that they would just assume that I speak it because I'm like a white girl." But so many people here do that it's actually nice. It's really nice. And I, I speak, I took Spanish for 12 years, so I, like, can get by. I forget most of it, but I'm, like, mm -hmm. trying to relearn. And I think it's actually cool because in New York, I lived in a building with a ton of Spanish speakers, and they never once tried to speak to me in Spanish. Whereas here, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like my coworkers are like, oh, and if you learn Spanish, then, like, you can go transfer or do, like, an exchange with our Argentina office and stuff. So people really like invite you in, in that way with the culture. So that has been cool. Um, it's also been like, I mean, food wise, the, the like taco scene, the Cuban food. Mm, so good. I mean, it's hard because New York had amazing food. So I'm not like, wow, it's right, better. Right. It's, but it's like, it's comparable, which is amazing. Cause I, I didn't know whether to expect that. Um, another big difference is that I, there are a lot of people who are like born and raised here, like a higher percentage than in New York. Like in New York, most of my jobs, I feel like half the people were from New York state, not honestly, not that many from like Manhattan grew up there, but like half the people from New York state or the New Jersey area, and then half from literally everywhere in the world. Whereas here it's like, one fifth of the people I've met are from anywhere else and everybody else for the most part has lived in Miami for like their whole lives. And they all like wow. have friends with like, for example, my coworkers, like they've all knew each other before the job and they got each other the job. And it's not like they're all meeting for the first time. So it's a, it's a lot of pressure to be like, okay, I'm entering into this situation right. where I'm a complete stranger and it's not everybody else's strangers too. Like they all know each other very well. And it's there's pros and cons. Cause part of it is like, it's nice that they have an established rapport that you can kind of fit into, but also it's like, will I ever actually break into that? And so that kind of leads me down paths of like, should I try to make friends with more transplants? Cause they'll be more open to that. Is it 
would it be better? And I, would I get more of a culturally rich experience if I try to like really ingrain myself with a Miami squad? And I mean, the ideal thing would have to be both, but we'll see. Yeah. That is so interesting. And I think to myself, kind of like when you were saying the pros and cons, kind of the idea that some of these people have a long list of things that they have had memories of or arguments or baggage. And it's kind of nice to not have any of that at the same time. Um, but I get exactly what you're saying, um, how you don't know which one, you know, to do, you know, fill your life with people who are in the same boat or kind of create this new stable, almost lifestyle, I guess. Um, I think kind of as we wrap up and, and think about our emotional experience when changing locations and moving away from the people that we love and know, um, it seems like you've done a really great job of kind of seeing the pros and cons before you move to Miami, which I think is really important. And I would argue that that's kind of what you got to do when you make these um, decisions is really try to see what are you leaving? Is that okay? Um, and kind of really seeing both sides so that you don't make, you make a, just like an informed decision. And I think there are so many people out there who get really stuck with these life decisions and don't really know what to do. And it can be really paralyzing. So I'm just, think, I'm just thinking about how proud I am to see you just doing such a great job of just putting yourself in there. And I, I mean, I know everyone has a little bit of introversion in themselves, but I mean, I think that you are, when I look at you, an extrovert. And I think that that is something to be proud of when you're going into new situations for sure. And I know that there are times where you don't really want to go out or you don't want to put yourself out there because you feel like I'm tired of this. And that's how I've been feeling too. So I think there's a lot going on with, with making these decisions. And I just, I give you a lot of credit for doing it. And anyone who is making these big life decisions, either it's a stage of life or it's moving literally physically away from things, you know, I can't, it is hard. Um, and so I just have like a fun question here, just because we both left from New York and we are now somewhere else. What is, if you can think of more than one, that's fine. But what is one thing? that you cannot find in Miami, but you find in New York everywhere? Oh. Hmm. That you find in New York everywhere. No, there's definitely, oh, well, bodegas. Okay, that's sure, what I like, no, <laughs> no corner stores or like, easy yeah. like oh let me just run in there and grab a five dollar sandwich like that's you have to drive if you want to get to anywhere like that has it been like that that for you you can't even drive to get anywhere i'm trying to go in there and order <laughs> no. bacon egg and cheese and i mean it's just impossible it's you can't just go in there and get like a turkey sandwich on a cutlet like i mean on a uh sandwich board or whatever it's not possible you can't do it there's no sandwiches around i feel like that is impossible also the constant like hot dog trucks we don't see any of those here um so i feel like it's just funny and i think there is a culture shock for sure i mean i don't know about you with miami but driving is just so much better here than it is in new york it's just night and day i mean everyone i have like a 40 minute commute to work and everyone's like oh my gosh that's so long i'm like honestly the traffic here is like speeding in new york I am happy to be, I mean, it's like speeding here for the traffic in New York. It's like dream. It's a dream driving and it is 
it's it makes my life so much better. So I get why people relocate. I mean, there's so much with the pros and cons again, going back to that full circle. There's so much to gain from changing your lifestyle and there's a lot to lose. So it's never easy. Um, but yeah, how I think found, that is so funny how that you said you... that. Sorry, what were you just saying? Oh, I was just no. saying, how have you found like <laughs> quality of life improving based like compared to New York? Like personally, I I could never afford a building this nice in New York. So I'm and like the yeah. fact that the weather is better and there are just like a lot of things where I'm like, wow, like we really did put up with right. a lot in New York. Would would you say that like the that's been your case too? With like you're just surprised constantly by like the what what your money can get you in North Carolina. Yes and no, I would say. Um, Housing-wise, yes, for sure. I would say that meal prices are sometimes very similar. Um, and wow, that's well, a whole other conversation about demographics and how it has it altered my experience here. But I would say, to answer your question, um, I think just overall the weather is the biggest thing for me. I mean, it's just so much more mild. It's not like Florida. Um, it still gets cold, but it's it's more mild and enjoyable to just be up every day and to go to work and it just the sun is out more often and it's just so much more um emotionally stable for me because I like go up and down with the weather and it, this is so nice for me I feel like when the weather's stable I'm stable um <laughs> so yeah it is so much better I'm happy to hear for you that things are also you're finding those things that are just like driving you and, and validating your choice to go there I think that is really, really important. I think that will also change as you're there for longer. Very true. I Right now, the things keeping me here might not be the same as in a year. And that's kind of exciting, Absolutely. kind of scary, but yeah. Absolutely. Wild. I like that quote, actually. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, but we are about 30 minutes in. I appreciate so much that we've talked about this and that we opened up that idea that it's okay to feel scared when you make these changes and it's okay to feel excited all at once and humans are allowed to feel more than one feeling at once and I think that's something that is important to keep in our heads all the time especially when we make big decisions um it's been a blast and I appreciate you coming on to this podcast this little project of conversations with Al and hopefully we can get you again um and I hope that you just enjoy enjoy this new stage. It seems great. And it's so apparent on your face, just how happy you are. So I'm happy to see you happy. Thanks. And it's been so fun. And I can't wait to hear more. I have more questions for you. So offline, you'll have to tell me more about how North Carolina <laughs> is because I miss you. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye.